Easter Sunday, 2021. Very different looking. Well, kind of, I guess we were at home last uh, Easter Sunday, but we were all by ourselves. It was kind of sad. Um, we did our online service, and then Michael and I just kind of hung out and had our own little Easter dinner, because we were just fresh into the heart of the pandemic when everything was shut. Um, all the stores were shut, and, and uh, the toilet paper wars were on. Oh my but it's a different year, it's a different time. We've got family living with us. We're here together, we're gonna have Easter dinner. We've had the first round of our vaccinations. Mm -hmm. Get the second ones coming up, and uh, hopefully it's a new day. So I've got a couple yeah. of quotes I want to read about um, Resurrection Day to you to start out with before you begin with prayer and, and scripture. This first quote is from Matthew Fox. Theologian Thomas Aquinas taught that there are two resurrections. The first is waking up in this lifetime, and if you do that, you do not have to worry about the second resurrection. Second quote is from Richard Rohr. I like to think of the resurrection as God's way of telling us that God can take the worst thing in the world, the killing of the God-human Jesus, and change it into the best thing, the redemption of the world. To believe that Jesus was raised from the dead is actually not a leap of faith. Resurrection and renewal are, in fact, the universal and observable pattern of everything. We might just as well use non-religious terms like springtime, regeneration, healing, forgiveness, life cycles, darkness, and light. If incarnation is real, if material creation is inspirited, then resurrection in multitudinous forms is to be fully expected. Or, to paraphrase a statement attributed to Albert Einstein, it is not that one thing is a miracle, but that the whole thing is a miracle. Hallelujah. Yes, amen. Um, we were messing with the sound. I, I don't know if everybody heard you explain the he is risen indeed part, but... Uh, yes, uh, again, if you didn't hear me, it's just, uh, it's tradition in um, some churches or some denominations mm -hmm. um, on Easter Sunday or Resurrection Day um, for the leader to say he is risen and the congregation to repeat... He is risen indeed. Amen. So you might see that on Facebook and wonder what that is, but that's just kind of kind of our little call and answer to encourage each other and to celebrate. Yeah. And I was going to play some music to open things up, but you vetoed it. <laughs> yes, I did. And, I don't do country. But it's an it's a hymn called He Lives, and the words are, I serve a risen Savior, mm -hmm. and He lives in me today, and He lives, He lives, Christ Jesus lives yes. in me. And that really... But I didn't want to hear it honky-tonk with, uh, what, who was doing it? Randy... Travis. No, no, not Randy Travis. Alan Jackson, my favorite. Oh. So let's say uh, Brian Owens is with us. Morning, Brian. Good morning. He's saying happy Easter to the church family and happy Easter back to you. And so. Seabass. And Hopefully C he's getting lots of candy. I'm sure he's getting lots of candy. Oh, I'm, I'm sure. sure Brian is spoiling him. Of course, I'm sure Brian likes the candy too. Yeah. Which is what we're doing as well. We have a kid stash and then we have well, an we adult stash. Buy, we buy extra. Yeah. I don't know if you can see it up here, but that's the grown kids stash. So I always get them 
uh, Reese's peanut butter eggs, so they'll have that, mm. and there's little things around. And then our our grandkids' Easter baskets are behind us, and we're going to plant mm -hmm. or hide eggs for them, and it's going to be a whole day, and yeah. thankfully so, because we really missed it last year. So we've got Taylor and Holly with us. Good morning, He is risen. Ladies. He is risen, and Gwen Cure is with us. He is risen, Mom. <laughs> and then Sarah... Kokoruda yes. is joining hey, us. Sarah. Hi, Sarah. He is risen. And Jan Brooks is watching. <gasps> Good morning, Jan. So, hi, Jan. He is risen. He oh, is she risen does the best. Indeed. She gets up before the birds. And so she takes the best, um, and she's a, a gardener too. So mm -hmm. she takes the best sunrise and flower pictures. It's just oh, always wow. uplifting. I was up at the sunrise this morning. Yes, I you was were. Up way before that. Because you were cleaning up the, the catastrophe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nothing like waking up before the sun comes up to your humidifier crash bang booming on the bedroom floor. And I was just like, what's happening? What's happening? But yeah. you, you took care of it. Yeah. And so you talked to him a little bit about this has been a year since yeah. we've started doing yeah. stuff online, which is amazing that it's gone this fast. It has. So before it goes away, I thought I'd point out our, our background here on the screen that you can see. This is a... <laughs> This is a painting from the first church, basically the first century early church after Jesus uh, rose from the dead. And it uh, you can't see the full painting, but we've used it before. And I think we used it last Easter, mm -hmm. but it depicts a little different idea than sometimes we have. And, and Jesus is being, you know, he's being resurrected. You can see the, the glory around his head. And uh, you can see he's got Adam and Eve both by the hand, and he's basically pulling them up by the grave, and he's resurrecting. From the grave. Mm -hmm. He's resurrecting mankind up from the grave yes. where that's been defeated, yes. and basically we're partaking in that with him, yes. and we're being resurrected with him. And you mentioned that in your quotes yeah. this morning. That it's the pattern of life that God established at creation mm -hmm. um, to show us... Um, you know, seed time and harvest. That that um, that is the the law of creation. Is you know the death, burial, resurrection. Mm -hmm. We see it. We're seeing it now. Everything is coming back to life. And it reminds me of the scripture that you know, unless that seed falls into the ground and basically dies, it has yep. to decay and break open. You know, we can't have resurrected life. So it's not. I mean, Good Friday, you know, what we had to witness or, mm -hmm. you know, what the world witnessed through the, the passion of Jesus Christ, um, he counted it all joy right. because of the new life, the resurrection that right. was just around the corner. And the disciples didn't even really know what was going on at, no. at first. When they when they saw the tomb empty, yeah. they, they were shocked and really had not had that revelation to that point right. that Jesus was actually going to do what he said he was it going wasn't to for do. lack of trying on Jesus part no. <laughs> he tried and tried and tried and he he point blank stated what was going right. to happen but still it was just more than their their uh, minds could handle at that moment yep. and they didn't have the spirit yet yep and last year on Easter we we talked about Easter being the the greatest love story ever yes. told and I just wanted to re-mention that uh, this morning, because when you when you celebrate Easter every year and you recognize 
the resurrection, well, fortunately, hopefully for you, it's come from 40 days of Lent, and mm -hmm. it's come from reflecting and uh, just really trying to empathize with and to see the sacrifice that was made on our behalf. And then now that we see that come to its pinnacle and Christ has been resurrected from the dead, it, it's not a story of hate and punishment. Mm -hmm. It's not God was so fed up with human race that he just had to ultimately just kill his son and mm -mm. torture him on the cross. Um, it's a love story. It was it was God doing what he said he was going to yeah. do, and it was Jesus discovering that purpose and doing what he said he was going to do and fulfilling this plan that we've been talking about for weeks. And this was a love story towards mankind that even this race of people that would ultimately be so s s full of fear and uh, scared that the status quo was being rocked, that they would kill this gift that yes. was being sent to them. This was all working out into God's plans yes. and, and purpose. And this was God's love story towards mankind. Yeah, I'm going to read a little bit from Father Richard Rohr about the meaning of the passion so we can kind of wrap a little bit more of our brains around um, Holy Week. And I love it, Diana Butler Bash, she likes to say, instead of Holy Week, um, she likes to call it the great compassion of God. Because remember, it was God in Christ, on the cross, reconciling the whole of creation back to himself. Christ, uh, God was not aloof standing off from God, God was in Christ. So hear this, the path Jesus did walk is precisely the one that would most fully unleash the transformative power of his teaching. It both modeled and consecrated the eye of the needle that each one of us must personally pass through in order to accomplish the one thing necessary here. According to his teaching, to die to self. That is our one necessary thing to do here. I am not talking about literal crucifixion, of course, but I'm talking about the literal laying down of our life, at least as we usually recognize it. Our only true essential human task here, Jesus teaches, is to grow beyond the survival instincts of the animal brain and egoic operating system into the canonic joy and generosity of full human personhood. Mm. What is the meaning of the passion? First of all, God wasn't angry. Again, God was not angry. Particularly in fundamentalist theology, you'll often hear it said that God got so fed up with the sins and transgressions of Israel that he demanded a human sacrifice in atonement. But of course, this interpretation would turn God into a monster. How can Jesus, who is love, radiate and reflect a God who is primarily a monster. And how can Christians theoretically progressing on a path of love consent to live under such a reign of terror? No, <clears throat> we need to bury once and for all those fear and punishment scenarios that got programmed into so many of us during our childhood. There is no monster out there, only love waiting to set us free. This Amen. is the good news. Amen. Thanks be to God. Amen. Well, Dana and Anne are watching us, and they say happy Easter. Happy and, Easter. <laughs> he is risen. And happy birthday. Thank you, Dana and Anne. That kind of plays second fiddle this, this year. But, yeah, today is my birthday. Yep, yep. So, uh, we'll be celebrating my birthday, Amanda's birthday, yeah. and... 
and Easter. So thank you guys yeah. for re for remembering that. Um, that's an awesome quote. Yeah, I awesome love that. Quote. It's only love waiting for us. Well, and the the key thing that I came away with in looking at the scriptures for this week, and I, I kind of wanted to touch on the story because I think I think it's important. Um, uh, this message of resurrection and this message of love and uh, this message of, of dying to self, uh, it gets repeated once a year. Mm -hmm. You know, we, we talk about this and we focus on it. So God, God obviously think it's, it thinks it's important because he has us reflect on it and he has us teach on it and preach on it. Well, the whole cosmos is all, the whole theme. Mm-hmm that points to the resurrection. Yeah. And what <clears throat> Jesus said is true. Mm -hmm. That was the, the one key point that I wanted to get across today is that what Jesus said was true. And I'll open up with a scripture because mm -hmm. we've got several that, in, that uh, tell the story. But in Matthew 28, 1 through 10, hear the word of the Lord today. After the Sabbath, as the first day of the week was dawning, Mary Magdalene and the other Mary went to see the tomb, and suddenly there was a great earthquake, for an angel of the Lord descending from heaven came and rolled back the stone and sat on it. His appearance was like lightning, and his clothing white as snow. For fear, for fear of him, the guard shook and became like dead men. But the angel said to the women, Do not be afraid. I know that you are looking for Jesus, who was crucified. He's not here. He has been raised, as he said. Come see the place where he lay. Then go quickly and tell his disciples. He has been raised from the dead, and indeed he's going ahead of you to Galilee. There you will see him. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Thanks be to God. Well, the, the one little phrase there it's, that repeats all throughout the scriptures telling the story of the resurrection is as he said just as he said just as he said yes <clears throat> and um you know we've we've been watching uh we watched ben-hur on friday night and uh, we watched the ten commandments last night or most of well, it. Not well, i made it i remember hearing <laughs> um the the fire hail and then i was yeah, i was out we didn't so make i it. made it to the second plague yeah and i tell you they just don't classically overact like they did back then. <gasps> the music, the drama, yeah, it, it's awesome. Awesome. And I oh, don't... Moses, Moses. <laughs> How many times did they repeat that in that movie? And, and it was always, oh, Moses, And Moses. I'm not sure what they think Ben-Hur and the Ten Commandments have to do with Easter, but it's still... Well, it was a tale of the Christ. Remember that, well, that, that he healed um, it was his kind mother of a side, Christ, and yeah. Tirza? And yes. But the Ten Commandments... He was a side story. That's, an entirely, that's yes. an entirely different story in the Bible. Yes. But it's good. And we, we keyed in on a couple of things. There was one of the wise men in Ben-Hur that came back to see the Balthazar. Christ as as an adult, mm -hmm. in one of his lines, he'd mentioned he wanted to come see this young rabbi that is teaching that God now dwells in every man's heart. And we were like, hmm, that's kind of ahead of its time. Yep. And then the, the next night in the Ten Commandments, uh, Moses, 
before he meets God in person, he says, he's talking to his wife, and he says, if God be the one true God, he would live in every man's heart, and he'd write his law on every man's mm -hmm. mind, which, if you've been following us the last several weeks, that's all throughout the Old Testament, the prophets, the Psalms, all of this mm -hmm. is foretelling that God's promise is going to culminate in the Messiah coming to mm -hmm. deliver not only Israel, but the entire human race, mm -hmm. and that his goal was to dwell in every man's heart and write his law on his on their mind. And every it, person we need to... Every person? Yes. Yeah, that's a good way. Yeah. yeah. Every person. Matter of fact, I put a note on your thing. The different. We, we decided we were going to use person and being. Oh, uh, when yes. We were talking about self because you yes. mentioned dying to self. Yes. And the English language is a little weak with self. It means too many things. So we decided to distinguish it. We need to die to self, but yet God loves our person and our being. Yes. So it's time to wake up. That's the message for, for the Resurrection Sunday. Every year, that's what we're, we're preaching and teaching and encouraging you, that it's time to wake, wake up. up. It's time to wake up to this reality. And the one thing we need to wake up to is that, you know, people lie. I don't know if you've figured <gasps> that out yet, but how many... I once got my mouth washed out with soap for doing that. Did you? Yes. My mother was laughing the whole time. Yeah. It was hilarious. Well, I mean, how many of us in the business world, in churches, you know, we get disappointed in people because they say one thing and they yeah. do another. Yeah. And it's very discouraging. It's the biggest complaint of why people leave the church. Yeah. And it, even even in a business situation, you may get promised this mm -hmm. and that, and uh, and things don't work out, and they make excuses. Well, you know, they, they don't come through and do what they say. That's right. that's the human race, and it's yep. it's very disappointing. And that's why I keyed in on. But Jesus did what he said. He did. And that's what he came back and appeared to all of the disciples. Mm -hmm. Uh, and even he appeared to 500 people at one time because he was showing them in the scriptures where this was promised. And now look at the scars. Mm -hmm. I've done what I said I'm going to do. And that's the power of, mm -hmm. of the resurrection. And Jesus is the firstborn of many brothers and sisters or siblings, we could just mm -hmm. say. Jesus is the firstborn of many siblings. And we're all... Jesus' siblings. Right. He showed us the pattern, the form. Uh, we see it every year in the seasons mm -hmm. and uh, to give us hope and um, to liberate us from fear. Mm. Amen. Because our own interpretations of God, if we're just honest about it, we're, we're human. We, we see these things in the spirit through a, a glass dimly yeah. lid. It's dark. Yeah. You know, mystery. We're, we're like blind people, basically, in yeah. the spirit. We're grasping. We're, we're trying. Yes. You know, people are reaching out. They're doing the best with what they know and mm -hmm. what they have. Our own interpretations are flawed. We've talked yeah. about that over the weeks, that how yeah. many times through life cycles is your thinking decimated by real life? Yeah. You know, things that yeah. happen that totally challenge your your paradigm because yep. you thought one way and mm -hmm. 
that got disrupted. Yep. And that's a cycle of life. It really is. And that can be a very, very um, good opportunity for growth mm -hmm. if you won't spiritually bypass, if you won't shove down emotions, if you won't um, um, turn your brain off. Um, and just go to your, you know, religious quotes and sayings. If you will actually, in those times, allow God through His Spirit that is in you mm -hmm. to mm -hmm. um, help you grow and awaken during those times, yeah. then you, you know, we call it evolve or grow. Yeah. We get to we get to continue, <laughs> and and um, you should your faith. Your relationship with God, hopefully, and I hope mine does, won't, shouldn't look the same in five years from now that it does today. No, no, absolutely. And this this process was demonstrated through the stories told in Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. The disciples doubted. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, the women saw Jesus. They came back. and The women didn't. The women were there the whole time. Well, that's true. Good, good point. But there was disbelief. You yes. know, there was discouragement. Well, and who wouldn't? Yeah. It's just reality. Yeah. And so even the disciples who went and, you know, began the church mm -hmm. and started... Big talking Peter. Preaching preaching this gospel mm -hmm. message to the world, that it, it, they had doubts and yeah. they had fears. And we obviously saw last week they ran, they mm -hmm. hid, mm -hmm. they denied him. I mean, all the things violence. that we all mm -hmm. do. Yeah. Um, they, they basically started the pattern that way. And I, I got to think, of if, if, you, if you go to a gym... Um, around January when the New Year's hit, uh, the play, the gym would be packed. Oh yeah, and, all the newbies. You know, and you can't get any equipment. And you got to wait. Nobody puts their stuff nobody, away. They don't know how to do anything. And but you just tell yourself, you're like, just give it a, a couple months, and then sure enough, by what about March, they were all gone. Yeah. So we learned <laughs> not to even learn their names. Like, don't learn their names because yeah. they'll be gone. Don't get attached. Yeah, and you know, so even by April, it was kind of back to normal. And every once in a while, somebody would stick, though. Yep. And yep. and if you remember clear back to nine eleven, um, mm. we we were in Seattle mm -hmm. uh, when that happened, and there was such a rush of people that came to church, yeah. and I got invited to speak at a assisted living and so here i i think i drug harrison along and i went to this assisted living and there was like a hundred people it was packed wow. and uh you know people were just like their whole world had gotten rocked in 9 mm 11 -hmm. everything yeah. they thought was safe and sacred was rocked and you yeah. may remember back to this oh yeah the churches were packed yeah you know but then after a couple months things got back to normal and you know everything kind of subsided yeah. and equilibrium uh, people kind of went back to uh their everyday life well that's why i think god makes it a priority every year we put this on the christian yeah. calendar and we preach this message mm -hmm. we get in the rhythm with god throughout the yeah. year we call it the liturgical calendar but basically it's just a rhythm and every year god puts out the same message hey it's time to wake up mm -hmm. hey it's time to wake up yeah. and uh do you want to start this walk with me now it'd be a good time to do it um and Every year somebody sticks. I'm sure yeah. we at one point, you know, yeah. finally, finally stuck. God yeah. got through to us. I remember our first pastor, um, we were a part of a big church here in Kansas City. And uh, this pastor was very well known. And 
had a huge church, big following. He was on TV, kind of a celebrity type. Uh, good, good man. I mean, we really we were discipled basically mm -hmm. under his teaching and we would go to church on believe it or not wednesday night and sunday <laughs> night sunday night sunday I mean, morning yeah whenever the door sunday were school open. home groups but uh one of our friends called the house and i think was talking to you and <clears throat> and said hey you're not going to believe what happened and oh, I, I think yeah. in joking you said oh uh, this pastor, what did he run off with the secretary yeah. and kind of laughed about it? And there was this awkward silence, and he's like, "Yeah, that's what happened." <laughs> and how many times since then has that happened? Well, with different, my point yeah. with that is, we were new enough in the faith that we were shocked and disappointed, but I was amazed over the next literally ten, twenty years how many people's faith in God was shipwrecked. Well, and just shipwrecked, and they abandoned where their faith actually was. Well, yeah, and they ran off. Yeah, and yeah. all of that to just come back to associate the associate pastors included. People, um, people will disappoint you. Yeah, people and their interpretation of yeah. what the Bible says, uh, their their interpretation of of the practice, you know, the orthopraxy that they that mm -hmm. they have. Um, well, that's why Jesus said to, to the crowds, they're like, he's like, well, do what your spiritual leaders and authorities mm -hmm. are teaching you, but don't follow their lives. <laughs> yeah. And so you've got to, the other thing that comes up in these scriptures is you, you've got to have your own encounter with Jesus. You, mm -hmm. you really do. And uh, Easter is a great time to do it because this truth is, wow, we wake up to it. But Mary Magdalene, mm -hmm. uh, the other Mary. Um, Lots of Marys. The, the, the disciples. Was Mary too. Uh, Thomas, uh, the two disciples that were on their road to yeah, Emmaus. Emmaus. Mm -hmm. All of these depict an encounter yep. that after the, the resurrection, they had an encounter yeah. with, with Jesus. And one of the scriptures even says that he opened their mind to the scripture. It was like mm -hmm. all of a sudden it dawned on them yep. and they, uh, they saw it for what it right. was saying. But each of those stories... And we can ask Jesus to do, to do that for us today. Oh, absolutely. Because we have his spirit. Absolutely. And, but you have to have your own encounter with yeah. Jesus. You're, and you'd mentioned it a minute ago and I'll re-say it. Your faith is not going to look like somebody else's. No. Um, if, if you're trying to mimic... Uh, what your pastor's faith looks like, if you're trying to mimic what another person, um, if you want to mimic another person's experience, uh, it's probably going to end up in frustration yeah. for you. Because yeah. one of the things that we've really encouraged over the last year is we want you to develop your own Mm -hmm. uh, spiritual discipline. And that's going to look as different as you do from everybody else. Absolutely. It'll absolutely be unique. Absolutely. And my, my, one of my terms for this year ongoing is don't let anybody should on you. Don't should on yourself. Don't let anybody else should on you. When you hear that, well, you should really, it's like, mm -mm, that is a warning sign. It's right. like, nope. Yeah, and so I'll read another scripture that goes along with the story. It comes out of Luke 24, and this is the road to Emmaus that I mentioned. And uh, Jesus said to the two disciples, Oh, how foolish are you, and how slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have declared. Was it not necessary that the Messiah should suffer these things and then enter his glory? 
Then beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted them these things in the scriptures about himself. And the two disciples were saying, the Lord has risen indeed. indeed. That's where we get that. Yep. So then he said to them, these are my words that I spoke to you while I was still with you, that everything written about me in the law of Moses, the prophets, the Psalms, must be fulfilled. Then he opened their minds mm -hmm. to understand the scriptures. Mm. And he said to them, Thus it is written that the Messiah is to suffer yeah. and to rise from the dead on the third day, and that repentance and forgiveness of sins is to be proclaimed in his name to all nations. So again, these are things that Jesus said were going to happen, yep. and he mm -hmm. did what he said he was going That's to do. That's right. That's right. Do you have something you wanted to read? I do. I love that um, the, the next part of the scripture you were going to read, what it entailed uh, Mary Magdalene all of a sudden being alone there in the garden. Mm -hmm. And um, she recognized Jesus as the, well, she didn't recognize Jesus. She thought he was the gardener. She was not mistaken. This is from Brian Zahn's book, uh, uh, The Unvarnished Jesus, A Lenten Journey. It says, Jesus is not a conductor punching check tickets for a train ride to heaven. Christian hope is not about getting from earth to heaven. It's about getting heaven to earth. Mm. Jesus is not a lawyer to get us out of a legal jam with an angry judge. God is not mad at sinners. Jesus told Mary to tell his disciples that his father was their father too. Jesus is not a banker making loans from his surplus righteousness. Modern people love economic metaphors, but these inevitably produce bad theology. Mm. Jesus is a gardener, a gardener cultivating resurrection life and all who will come to him. The conductor, lawyer, banker metaphors are mostly false, giving a distorted view of salvation. The gardener metaphor is beautiful as it faithfully depicts the process of salvation in our own lives. Mm -hmm. God started out in a garden, walking in the cool of the day with his creation. Mm -hmm. And then there's Jesus, the gardener with Mary, cultivating our lives. Mm -hmm. it's like, I think that's just beautiful. Mm. Amen. Well, and I was going to tell a story about a guy. Um, there's a guy that I, I work with, and uh, we'll say, we'll use his name as Bob. I don't know if he'd want me to share. I think I've shared this story before. Bob's fine. But Bob's good. And um, Bob found out that I was a pastor, and so he would ask me every Monday, well, what would you preach on Sunday? What would you talk about? And so I'd, I'd get a chance to encourage him. And well, come to find out that, uh, he had his own faith, and he just really wasn't practicing. He just really wasn't following what he knew, and he uh, so he was interested uh, in what I thought and how I thought things look like. And I really had to go out of my way to encourage him and let him know that he's still forgiven. God mm -hmm. still wants a relationship mm -hmm. with him, even though he took a break for several years. God was there and and waiting. Yeah. And um, um, and Bob had a interesting upbringing because he was raised in the Catholic faith, and his parents were pretty strict, and uh, they restricted him and were a little abusive, I think, from from what he told me. And uh, so in this strict household, he got this 
kind of harsh view mm-hmm. uh, of God. Like mm-hmm. God was just waiting for him to mess up and smack him on the head. Well, and then uh, as he got older, I think his parents separated. And then one of them joined uh, a, another denomination, more of a mainline denomination church. But the story was a little bit the same. He just he had a hard time living up to their expectations. Yep. And yep. Uh, it ultimately just ended up where he would always feel guilt and condemnation. Mm-hmm. And to the point where he threw up his hands and he's like, I can't live up to this mm-hmm. life. And God's obviously angry with me and, and I'm probably going to hell. And oh, well, that's just, you know, I might as well just accept the accept the fact. And, you know, I started asking him, I said, well, have you have you prayed, you know, and asked God, have you talked to him about this? And he really felt like he wasn't even at a point where he could approach God and mm. and talk to him in prayer. That's what and, religion does. Yeah. And so, you know, I would encourage him to 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 seek God and pray about things on his mm-hmm. own. And and one day he came to work and he said, he said, you know, I think I finally, I finally heard from God. I was quiet and I was reading the scriptures. You know, he would, he liked to read scriptures that said things like, uh, be ye perfect as your oh. heavenly father is oh. perfect. He had that one beaten over his head for, for years, but he was reading yeah. the scriptures and he said, I, I, I think I heard from God in here and, and I won't quote him exactly. I did last time I told the story, but I said, great, man, what, what God say to you? And he said, he said, Bob, you just got to get you got to get your act together and he he took that he took that to heart and spoke his language into his heart yeah and i'd ask you know because what i kept asking him is have you tried praying versus trying to perform and now that i've now that i've known him for a couple of years i've really seen a turnaround and i've seen more peace in his life i've seen more joy he's more he's kinder uh, Other people want to um, judge you on your do's and don'ts mm-hmm. and on the morality codes according to their church, their denomination, because they're all different. Yeah. Um, so we can quantify if you're holy, if right. you're Christian or whatever. That has nothing to do with what's going on in here and your actual relationship with the living God that is love. Yeah, so he he actually took that to heart that have you tried praying versus trying to perform? And, you know, then you're in a position to where it's like, okay, well, then we'll relax and allow God to develop in us and to be that gardener and to to cultivate our life. And so I I would encourage you if that's you in any way, you know, try praying mm-hmm. uh, and, and less performing. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I've heard other people say too that are going through that. Sometimes you have to put the Bible away. And I know that's like, oh my gosh. But sometimes, especially if if you have beat, if other people and then mm-hmm. yourself have beaten yourself up with certain scriptures that are taken way out of context, that are not translated um, correctly, um, that have been used against you, sometimes you just have to put that away and then, like you said, get quiet and just spend time with the Lord. Yeah, because one, one common thing I know with hearing people's testimony that 
were atheists. Uh, usually they were of faith at one point mm -hmm. yeah. and like Bob got frustrated with it and gave up on it and just threw their hands up and then just decided they were atheists. So they quit reading the Bible, they quit going to church, they quit doing all the things that mm -hmm. they thought they were supposed to do as Christians and then all of a sudden in the midst of drinking and partying and basically making themselves miserable trying mm -hmm. to pursue this life of supposed freedom which they discover turns into more bondage but they're all of a sudden like well god's still talking to me mm -hmm. god god i i feel like i can sense god's presence i feel like he's speaking to my heart and then they begin to realize it's like oh he was there the whole time and he yes. was just waiting for right me. in here <laughs> yes yeah that gardener he wants you to give permission to cultivate that garden of your heart. Mm -hmm. Amen. Well, um, did you have something you wanted to? Uh, well, to I've just got with? I've got uh, some ending thoughts here. Um, this is by John O'Donohue. On this Easter morning, let us look again at the lives we have been so generously given, and let us let fall away the useless baggage that we carry, old pains old habits, old ways of seeing and feeling, and let us have the courage to begin again. Life is very short, and we are no sooner here than it is time to depart again. And we should use the time, um, the full time that we still have. We were sent here to search for the light of Easter in our hearts, and when we find it, we are meant to give it away generously. The dawn that is rising this Easter morning is a gift to our hearts, and we are meant to celebrate it and to carry away from this holy ancient place the gifts of healing and light and the courage of a new beginning. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. And that's the Easter message, the, yes. the, the, the awakening has come and the light has come and new life has come and just like the flowers that are blooming outside um, your new life in Christ that mm -hmm. you're discovering is to just be enriched mm -hmm. and cultivated awesome from, and grow yeah mm -hmm. awesome and then I've got another quote from uh, the theologian Marcus Borg uh, see if I can read it. It's super tiny. It says, Jesus lives, Jesus is Lord. Easter is about all of this. To reduce it to a spectacular miracle a long time ago and a hope for an afterlife is to diminish it and domesticate it. It is not about heaven. It is about the transformation of this world. Mm. Amen. 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 Well, I, th I think we can leave it there. Yep. Unless you had something else I just have you wanted a little to share. Closing prayer. Okay, well, let's do a closing prayer. Uh, before we close, um, thank you all for being with us every week. And uh, again, we appreciate you sharing our uh, videos. Uh, yes. We're, we're amazed at you know some of the people that we're actually able to connect with and reach. And uh, so, anytime you post a comment or a like, it, it lets us Check know. Check in. Lets us know you're out there. Yeah. And feel free to present any prayer requests or, yeah. or, or private needs. message us whatever yeah. yeah amen so we'll close with this and then we'll let you get on with a happy new life day yes glory ever risen christ we have taken let's see i'm sorry let me start again ever risen christ you have taken me into your mystery of passion death 
waiting and new life. Because I trust you, I trust my own dyings too. Allow me this Easter to go all the way with you and to now trust our Easter Sunday even more than any passing Friday or waiting Saturday. Mm. Amen. Amen. I think we should sing the doxology. Okay, let's do it. Praise, Praise God, God from, from whom all blessings flow. Praise Him, all creatures here below. Praise Him above ye heavenly host. Praise Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. Amen. And now may the peace of Christ be with you. And also with you. God bless you all. Have a happy Easter. Mm -hmm.